to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know we're all really busy and we make priorities into how we spend our valuable time so that you are here with me I am beyond grateful. It's been a busy weekend. A great one, lots of amazing things going on. But did you ever notice how in your life things just stack and stack and stack? The tendency is to say enough. But we don't want to do that because we want to be grateful for all of the opportunities, whether it's quality time we get to spend with our family helping our kids to grow and bloom as they pursue activities they love and we cheer them on, or our own growth and development opportunities. So this weekend, uh, my son's cross-country team was off, so you might think that would mean it would be a lighter weekend, but it really wasn't. We got him his learner's permit for driving, We had our GBBN company picnic, which is always a fun thing. And I got to do a podcast interview that will be airing soon with the amazing Jing Johnson. Jing is an architect who ended up founding a rendering business after working many years in the profession and who really is an advocate for work-life balance. So Can't wait for you to hear that episode. There's just a lot of gold in there. And then today, it started off with yoga and then moved to prepping for a presentation I'm giving on Tuesday in Baltimore at a behavioral health workshop where I'm going to be talking about the importance of the spatial experience in helping to give people resources to cope. And this is just something that is so dear to my heart. Behavioral health issues have been something that our family has had to cope with. I've had to deal with hospitalizations of loved ones and also in my work, seen a lot of behavioral health facilities and seen a lot of suffering going on because the environment just wasn't putting people at ease and it could it wouldn't take that much to really bring these spaces into alignment with helping people to feel psychological safety and empowerment so i'm so excited to be able to go and join other experts in the field and to talk about this subject also had an opportunity to be interviewed for my friend brenda winkle's podcast and she wanted to know all about that very topic How do we create environments that help promote our well-being? 
We talked about the five aspects of salutogenesis, and we talked about what you can do in your personal space, in your house, that can make a huge difference in helping you to feel a sense of coherence, a sense of empowerment, in tune with nature, feel safe and secure, be able to relax and rest. So we had a chance to explore all of that. You know, for me, anytime I get a chance to talk about this, I will be there. I will take it because the world can't hear it enough. And Brenda's audience is very different than this audience. And I love the chance that new people who might not otherwise hear this stuff get to hear it. It really is so important. That brings me to today's topic, which is leadership. I wanted to make it really clear at the outset that there are some terms that we kind of use interchangeably to refer to leadership, but that in fact are not leadership. We've all heard of mentorship, of coaching, of management. And all three of those are really important things. We need to have that in our lives and we need to be that for others in our lives. However, those three things are not leadership. So let's go through them just so you can have a clearer understanding of how they work. Mentorship, which I love doing. Right now, I am mentoring four young architects that are located all over the country and helping to get them career clarity and guide them on their career path. And I'm also mentoring several of our staff at GBBN. But mentoring is really about helping someone realize where they need to go. So you're providing guidance for them, you're giving them advice, you're helping them compare and contrast different things. The thing about mentoring is that you are farther along down the path than the mentee happens to be. Therefore, you are able to through the lens of your experience, help give them guidance, helping them to get direction. You're being a role model. You're being a sounding board for somebody. Coaching is a very different thing. Coaching is usually paid, although it doesn't have to be. And, you know, if you work with me one-on-one, you're going to be getting coaching or in my group programs, I offer coaching, right? So coaching means we're going to set some goals. I'm going to hold you accountable. We're going to have regular check-ins. You are going to be actively working towards accomplishing something. It is about getting something done and learning a skill set that you can apply towards reaching your goals again and again and again. Coaching is really a great way to move the needle on something. So while the mentor helps you to maybe get some clarity on things, the coach helps you figure out the implementation so that you actually get the thing done. 
Managing is a whole different thing. Managing is about actually giving someone directives, giving them milestones to hit, deadlines. So this is more of the role you might play within an office, right? Where you are somebody's direct report and you are actively scheduling their time, determining what they work on, giving them assignments, evaluating what they're doing, giving them feedback. As you look at these three things, the mentoring, the coaching, the managing, you can see how all of them are very much directed toward an individual, very much about a one-on-one relationship, and very much about helping that person to move forward, whether it's getting clarity, accomplishing something, or hitting a deadline. Leadership is about none of those things. I like to think of leadership as being a lighthouse. You're the beacon out there. You're the one that is blazing the trail, that holds the vision, that's moving things forward. Leaders are beacons. They help people know where to go if they choose to follow them. So a leader isn't saying, look at me, aren't I great? A leader is very much saying, come with me if you feel aligned. That's where we often make the mistake, right? Because a manager is going to say, hey, we need to get this done. They're going to worry about their team. They're going to care about how well people are gelling and collaborating. A leader doesn't care about that stuff. That's the manager's job. The leader is the one who is saying, this is the way we are going. Do you want to come? Leaders give people glasses. They help them see things they couldn't otherwise see. And not necessarily in a personal way, the way that a mentor might or a coach might. Leaders are showing the way for a movement. Leaders are harbingers of change. Leaders are constantly questioning the status quo and making decisions about whether something should be on kind of that rinse and repeat, it works, let's keep doing it, or if we need to make some adjustments or radically change the whole thing. Leaders create a culture. Leaders create inspiration and aspiration for their followers. You know, great analogy is in nature. The mama duck may be swimming down the river with all her little ducklings behind her. And when she gets out, she just walks. She doesn't try to herd the little ducklings. If she did, she'd never get them all in a line. But when she moves, they move. And if they choose not to, she does not stop because it's not her job to do that. Her job is to take them somewhere. 
And that is really the role of a leader. A leader takes you somewhere, meaning it isn't going to look like your comfort zone, meaning it may not feel easy. You may have crises of conscience along the way. You may not be sure you made the right decision, but the confidence of the leader is what keeps you going. And there are leaders and there are followers. These other roles that we talked about, mentors and coaches and managers, they could also have a role of leadership or they could be followers or they could even have a dual presence where they're following a bigger leader while they lead others. So they're kind of in that intermediate role. But the big thing that I want you to take away listening to this is that you need a coach, you need a mentor, probably need several mentors, you need managers, but you also need to find leaders that you want to follow who truly inspire you, who help you see the world in a way you didn't know was possible and who are taking you somewhere. And you also need to play that role for others. You don't do someone any favors when you coddle them, when you co-sign on their doubts and fears. When you let them take a spiritual bypass instead of doing what they need to be doing in order to get somewhere that they said they wanted to go. And it's really easy a lot of the time to get in the weeds of someone's decision-making process and to want things for them more than they want them for themselves. And to think that you're doing them a favor by dragging them across the finish line. But that is not what a leader does. A leader says, this is the example. This is the template. I'm going. Are you coming? And when we do this, we do others such a tremendous service because they see that you are an unflinching advocate for what you believe. They see that you have confidence. They see you fail and course correct, but never give up. They see you look at things differently, question the premise, which is something most people don't do. They just accept the status quo and chart a course. But they also see you as a beacon as someone who has already got there and who is showing the way. And there's a lot said in our culture about the idea of the servant leader, the person who is constantly being the champion of their team and the person who allows other people to shine and to grow and to get opportunities While those are certainly important, a good leader also does not neglect their own development, their own voice, 
their own passion, their own direction, because you can only help someone grow when you yourself have also evolved. Suggesting to someone that they try something and then cheerleading them and helping them get skill sets as they go through it, that's mentoring, that's coaching. It's not leadership. The leader must lead by example. The leader must be out ahead. A leader cannot be in the background. It's an oxymoron, and it doesn't mean that you hog the spotlight, but it does mean that you are always out in front, that you are always showing the way, that you are always the one that is the example, because otherwise you have no authority as a leader. You don't have a voice. You don't have accomplishments that someone can look at and evaluate whether or not they want to follow you. If you're not taking a stand for things, nobody knows what you believe. So they don't know if they want to follow you. And remember, the essential thing that a leader does is take people somewhere. They cannot stay where they are. They need to follow you and move forward or follow a different leader and move forward. Whether it's you or it's someone else, the idea that there is movement in leadership, that people are going somewhere they couldn't get to on their own is what's important. I hope that as you are listening to this, that you can name at least one mentor that you have in your life and one person that you are mentoring, at least one coach that you have in some capacity, and at least one person that you are coaching, that you are looking at opportunities to manage things and also give other people opportunities to manage. But I hope you won't forget to also be a leader. Be that person who isn't afraid to believe in something and to unrelentlessly pursue it, to show others the next highest branch that they can climb on that tree, the next step on the path, who's lighting the way, who's saying, here's how I did it, so can you. As always, thanks so much for taking the time to listen in today. And if you'd like to dive a little deeper into the conversation of leadership, join me on Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts And you can tag me at Architecting Podcast or you can DM me. I love hearing what resonates with you. I love the questions that you have. And remember, I will take audience questions and I will cover those topics as well. So if there's anything you ever have a real question about or crisis of conscience and you'd love to have me explore that, let me know. 
And don't forget about all of my resources just for you. You can find them on my website, architectingpodcast.com. There's some great free downloads. There's also books that I've written and courses of mine you can take. I really want to be that resource for you and to help lead you and light the path to help you know that design really does make a difference and you're not dreaming too big and you're not wrong to want to change the world. And I hope that in some small way, I can help take you down the path to your next journey. Take care, everyone. I love you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.